Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm Austin. And I'm Alicia. And we are the Darrows. This is the Darrows Podcast, where we help families navigate scripture to live godly lives by discussing all things family and faith unfiltered. And in this episode, we talked about how much money you should spend on your wedding. Today, let's start off with talking about what we are drinking. The drink of the drink. Um, this is a cocktail I actually made today, and the base is Hendrix Gin Midsummer Solstice. This is a limited release, and it's super hard to find, and my lovely husband found it for me. There was only one bottle left in the store that he went to go get it in. I tried this once, maybe like a year ago. Um, I don't even think we were married yet when you tried it. Yeah, so maybe it was like two years ago. So, yeah, and a year and a half at least. I absolutely loved it. I'm not like we don't like super like drink a lot of clear liquors and stuff like that. Um, but we this about that brown stuff is something different, and it tastes so good, and it's infused with floral essences. And in today's cocktail, we added um, oak leaf moscato, ice, and lemon and lime juice, and shook it up, and it's actually pretty tasty. It is. I wasn't sure how the wine was going to work out, but. I am not disappointed. Nope. Oh, I also added maple syrup, so. Ah, I can tell. That makes sense. Gives you a little bit of sweetness there. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this gin, even by itself, if you, even if you don't like gin, I would say this would change your mind. Yeah, and listen, you probably have heard the statement, gin makes you sin. With that being said, drink responsibly. I have never heard that before. That's funny. It's it's a very, I feel like it's a common statement. Maybe that's showing my age a little bit, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't have to make you sin. You can just take one drink and not keep drinking it. So that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's just because it's, it's a pretty light alcohol, but yet still packs a punch. Yeah. It's strong. So now that everyone has a drink, let's jump right into the podcast. So now that you know what marriage is, what the roles in marriage are, And if you should get married or not, we are talking about actually getting married. What does our wedding day look like? How much should you spend? This episode is going to be super practical. So we hope you guys take away a lot of information from this episode. Yeah. So the first thing that we want to talk about is kind of what type of wedding you should have, like as far as a courthouse wedding eloping as you may have heard that's a really new thing these days or having a traditional wedding ceremony and so in my opinion again this is my opinion I believe Austin would probably share this with me and he can you know disagree if he wants to but I believe you should at least have your closest family members um, possibly like your parents and your siblings or just the ones that are closest to you that you feel really love you and and are supporting you and maybe like one best friend each at least um, and most definitely a pastor or a godly influence in your life to officiate the wedding. Now, I personally believe that the ceremony is a public declaration before your peers and God declaring that you will commit to serving the person you are marrying for life. And I believe the guests that you have invited should be there to support this and hold you accountable to your vows throughout your marriage. Now, the person, the godly influence or the pastor, I think should be there to represent and hold you accountable to the promise that you're making before God. So now if you go to a courthouse or you elope by yourself, those things aren't really taking place. And um, now with that being said, at a courthouse, some courthouses, at least the ones that we kind of talk to, you can still invite people to. And so if that's the case, you know, go for it. And same thing with eloping. Like if you choose to go like to a destination of some sort, or you're just trying to have a small, quick wedding, you can still invite maybe even like one parent and one best friend and a godly influence. So you can still have those people there. Um, Well, eloping, just correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but eloping is 
when you go to a courthouse and get what married quick, right? Or is it not exclusively a courthouse because it can be like, you know, going to Las Vegas and getting married at one of those chapels or, Hmm. you know, just having somebody who is, can officiate your wedding and just going and doing it like on a whim without like, without like having any planning or anything like that. It's usually like a small, not planned, let's go get married quickly type of thing. And so all I'm saying is you can still invite a couple people to those things. So, I think a ceremony is a little bit more um, conducive of inviting people to and stuff like that. But all I'm saying is whichever way you choose, try to invite those people so that they can help hold you accountable and support you in your marriage. Yeah. um, I kind of just a little bit about our situation kind of too, is just that we, so we didn't, um, we didn't elope, but we had considered it momentarily. Yeah, we really wanted to. Well, I really wanted to. <laughs> I so we would have done it if it wasn't for me. I mean, let's be honest. I, oh, if I would have sure. said, if I would have came to you like, "Hey, let's get married today," you would have been like, "Uh, yeah." Why is it not last week? <laughs> um, and for me, I grew up in a very traditional. Um, I, I grew up in a very traditional Christian home. I would say, traditional contemporary Christian home. So, like, I. We weren't like overly religious necessarily, but we were very tradition based on. So you mean like holding the traditions, like having a wedding ceremony, celebrating Christmas at home with your family, like yeah, things like that. that We were like weirdly, we were like weirdly specific on those things, yet weirdly loose about them as well, all the same time. (laughs) Um, Because I guess it just depends on the family members, but it it kind of was. it just kind of was something that we did, right? And, and family expected. So like expected if I'm getting married kind of thing. Yeah. And just for have. some context, Austin is basically the first child, at least on his mom. Well, yeah, on your mom and your dad's side. I mean, my co- I have cousins that are older on both sides. I just mean, yes. And then, and he has a huge family. Like I do. And they're all involved in your life. It's not just a bunch of random cousins who you never ever talk to. Of course, there's a bunch of those too. Yeah, but he does have a lot of family that is really close to him. And so we felt that was important to include them in some way. Yeah. Um, And I think it's, I think it's more important. It was more important to me even than maybe the people involved in that. I think all the people that we invited were people who wanted to be there. Like I don't, Sure. I mean, even the people who didn't come that we invited, like they didn't come, they don't really want to be there that bad. So it was like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But point being, we would have probably done eloping and, and, and it just kind of shows that there's really, it's not that it's a bad idea. It's that we, you have to be careful of, you know, not careful. I'm trying to think of the word here. It's like, you just want to be mindful of the scripture and mindful of what the meaning of marriage is. Yeah. Because if you, if you're if you start your marriage by kind of like throwing out you know right away already throwing out some some aspects of the importance of marriage and the importance of the the actual wedding i think it's just not a good sign i think for your overall marriage i guess if that's a good way to put that yeah i, I, I just agree. think that it could if you're already willing to compromise that early then what's going to happen once you're in marriage. Um, and of course, if, you know, if you do elope, you doesn't mean that you can't still follow all the things that we've already talked about in the other episodes, which you should check out. Um, but yeah, essentially just, just keep that in mind. Like she said, um, at least have close family or friends. Doesn't have to be family. It could be your friends who are like family. Like our friends yeah. are like family to us. Mm-hmm. Um, I consider um, my guy friends to be, brothers. Uh, yeah. I've always considered them that as long as we've been close friends. Um, but yeah, so let's answer the big question. How much should you spend? Romans thirteen eight says, Owe no one anything except to love each other for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. So all I, was, all I will say is do not go into debt to pay for your wedding. Don't take out a loan to pay for your wedding. Plan in advance so that you can afford to pay for this out of pocket because you just got to keep a, 
in mind a couple of things. You got the honeymoon, you got moving into a house or an apartment, you got, you know, all of the costs that go with both of those things, which you need to keep in mind. Um, because I think that people can get a little mixed up or not mixed up. Like they caught up. Caught like up so in the focused. moment about like the wedding. Yeah. They forget about these other practical things that kind of have to happen when you, um, once you get married, right? So like, you don't have to go on a honeymoon. I suggest it. At least go somewhere that Let's isn't take home. A weekend. Yeah. I would say even, even like, you know, some people may even just like stay back home, but I would say yeah. go somewhere different. Um, whether it's, if you're living in Florida, you got beaches everywhere. Um, yep. We went to St. Augustine right after our wedding. We did the night after our, you know, if you've listened to a little bit of our story or if you, if you know us, you know that we had a wedding and a separate, like a wedding ceremony and a separate uh, reception. Um, after on, this, like a month apart, <laughs> like a month apart, um, we wanted to have our wedding on February 29th of 2020 because that's awesome, right? Yeah, leap year. Um, but um, we, there's two parts to it for us that we wanted to have one, a smaller get together that didn't, that only included kind of immediate family, which was still a lot. Um, still about 50 people. Yeah. Um, we wanted immediate family um, and just to kind of keep it simple and cheap. Is a big part for us yep. on the ceremony. Um, and so we did the ceremony a month earlier um, at my mom's house where I was living at the time. And it was great. Um, yep. I was very nervous about that because it just was not what I was ex- expecting when I was thinking about getting married. But it worked out and I don't regret it at all. I think it was one of the greatest experience. It is the greatest experience um, in my life. Um, and then second to that is my daughter being born. So, um, but wedding day is still number one. Anyways, um, we had it separate. And so after our wedding day on the 19th, we, um, we went to St. Augustine. Mm -hmm. It was just a, I wouldn't call it cheap, but it's cheap compared to Mm -hmm. most things that people do. But we went into a bed and breakfast. I spent a little money for it because I mean, it mattered, but I don't know if you knew this, but Nana actually contributed. Oh, I did not um, know that. That's I think awesome. Russ contributed a little bit too, but um, Russ, who is uh, my stepdad slash boss, um, <laughs> like he actually went to the to the room ahead of time, yep. put flowers out out or like uh, rose petals out. Um, you know, had a record ready to go um, for us to with a record player to play and um, some some nice sparkling wine and. Um, all kinds of yep, stuff. It was great. Up really nice. Yeah, he set up really nice. He drove all the way to St. Augustine to do it, which is like about two hours or more from yeah. where we live. Um, and so, so he and he had left from our ceremony yeah. to go and do that. So um, shout out to him. He is the best, and he did a really good job on that. But point being, we did something. It was one night. Yeah. But then after our February 29th ceremony, which was at a church um, like hall reception hall, reception yeah. hall thing, um, we went on a week trip. And we went to Gatlinburg. It was great. Um, if you're from the city, Gatlinburg is not going to be what you expect. It's not like you're not going to find a bunch of coffee shops. If you, if you like the more Southern or the more woodsy, more that kind of vibe or even German type architecture and things like that, Gatlinburg's a great place for that. Um, and we stayed in a cabin. It was great. Um, lots of fun. But just putting that out there takes the whole point of that whole spiel was take a honeymoon of some sort because that week, everything after that week went crazy for us. Yes. And, and that's a story for another time. Yeah, it is. But um, point being that week was super important for our yeah, marriage. For sure. I think that without it, we would have lost a lot of connection Yeah, that we gained. I mean, we gained so much in that week. It's yeah. Definitely one of the greatest weeks of my life, um, if not the greatest. But, um, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so again, just just to reiterate, make sure you're planning for other things that are going to happen soon after your wedding. Uh, when you're considering the cost of how much you can spend, and just don't go into debt. That's a big deal. If you're already in debt, getting married, um, you know we're going through Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey to try to get out of debt because we both have some student debt and I got a car loan early. 
Um, and so just, just think about those things and you just want to try to be debt free. God really wants us to be free in all aspects of our lives. And that includes with our money so that we can bless others with what he's given us. And I think that just to kind of clarify something, just for those who are overthinkers and warriors, um, I, I don't want, I, I want to be clear. Um, I think it's important to be financially free. Um, but I think it's a wisdom thing and I think it's it I think we have to be careful where we take it if we take it so far as to say you know being in debt is one either living in sin or even specifically um if if you're if you're basing any part of your salvation or any of that on you being financially free um I want you to stop I want yeah. you to read the gospels. I want you to understand Jesus' story. Um, and just, I want you to be careful when considering these things, I think, and and we may disagree a little bit on the wisdom part of this. I Mm -hmm. I just think that I think it's wise, but do I think that someone who is in debt is going to get into heaven? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I would just, so that's kind of where I'm, I I would say, yeah, it's definitely a wisdom thing, but just be, to be clear, God does not want us to be in debt. And that's, sure. and that's because he's a loving father who wants you to be free in all areas of life. And so if you're already in debt, you know, obviously there's grace for you. God's not condemning you for that. Just the goal would be to get out of debt. And, you know, and that's something that we're working on. And Austin and I uh, sometimes disagree on this because I feel like I don't want to be like, I don't want to spend all of our money, but I also don't want to hold on to all of our money, but that's not the point of this episode. So I'm going to move on from there and we're going to talk about some things that you should include or exclude from your wedding budget. Now, just so you're clear, the wedding budget includes your ceremony and your reception. Um, and so some things to consider that you might want to include in your budget is how much your rings are going to cost. The photography, um, I would say this is something you want to spend money on photography. You want to remember it. Um, we're not going to say anything about that. Just besides the fact that, I mean, it is worth spending some money on it. I mean, it just in general, I think that someone like me, who's, I am a videographer. So for both photography and videography pay money for it because at the end of the day, you are, um, you know, you are going to get, what you pay for and like a lot of people wonder why you pay people pay so much money for it. Yeah. But look at, you know, look at the people who pay a lot of money for it and look how good that stuff is. Yeah. And so just, um, you don't have to pay a lot of money for it and you can still have good outcomes. Just consider like really what you want. And, um, you know, if if you have friends that are really good photographers and can do it for you, definitely go for that. Um, you also want to consider your dress and your suit. Now, I personally regret spending how much money I spent on my dress. Um, When I got to the dress place, it was about $500. When I left after alterations on that stuff, it was well over $1,000. So just consider how much the actual cost of the dress was going to be. I had no idea it would really get that much more expensive. Um, And you're not going to really wear that dress again. So just think about there are lots of other places that you can buy way cheaper dresses for the men. They rented all of their suits. Um, and, and for our actual ceremony, you bought your suit at JC Penney mm, for the ceremony. I bought my suit at JC Penney for probably, I want to say it was a little over hundred bucks, maybe 150 bucks yeah. for what I got. Um, I already had a shirt though. Mm-hmm. Um, I just bought, but I bought everything else while yeah. I was there besides shoes. Yeah. But for the, the reception, reason, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to say for the reception, man, we didn't write it down. Do you remember who we went with? Um, it oh, is, uh, it started with an M. Manguin. Manguin. It's if you, amazing. Yeah. I don't know if they still have the same thing going on. We will put a link in the uh, show notes about it and especially if they have the deal going on yeah we had a deal going on to where if i think it was five, five groomsmen five groomsmen if you had five groomsmen and they rented their suits you got yours for free yeah um now and, i go sorry ahead. go ahead 
And I was going to say, I did help one of my groomsmen out as far as like paying for it um, because of where he was at. But and it was super inexpensive. I think it was super, it was like, like 50, bucks? it was like 50 bucks. Okay. Yeah. It was super cheap, but, um, and they'll send it out to you. Yeah. And if it doesn't fit, you can send it back and, um, get the right size and all that stuff. So Actually, make sure no, it's like a hundred bucks. It was 110 So bucks. make sure that you do it in advance so that if it, things don't fit, you can, you have the time to send it back and get it back. Yeah. And you, and it Sorry, it was 110 bucks, but I think it was like 50 extra dollars for late. Yeah, fees. so yeah, so if you're doing sure a rush order and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but it was great. Yeah, so. and the only reason why we didn't he didn't wear the same suits um for the reception is because we had already planned our reception. Yeah. That was going to be our and full wedding day the, and we had yeah. already ordered everything and so yeah, so cause, because our set, our ceremony was kind of like a, a last minute change that we decided yeah, we to make. partially eloped Partially, yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing that you want to consider is the decor. And in a minute, Austin will talk about some ways to save money there. Um, you want to consider the food. You want to consider the drinks. If you're going to have alcohol or not, that makes a huge difference. And you um, have to consider your location if you are doing yes, alcohol because ch- churches the church, will not let you. Well, not I wouldn't say not all churches, but the church we went, went with didn't allow us to have alcohol. They did allow us to have um, champagne for the champagne toast, but not like actually serving alcohol and stuff like that. Um, you also want to consider how much tables and chairs are going to cost if the venue you're going with doesn't offer that. And obviously the venue Uh, how much you're going to pay. We obviously had our wedding at home and then we had our reception at a local church that only charged us like $200 for the whole night. And well, actually the day before and the night of, so we can actually go and set up everything. So that was awesome. I think it was 250 to be exact, right? 250. Yes. Sorry. Austin wants to give exact numbers. (laughs) I just want, you know, (laughs) for it to be a little bit accurate of how much we really spent. Um, You also want to consider if you're going to have a wedding planner or not. Um, you also want to consider wedding party gifts. Now, this can get expensive, especially depending on how many wedding party members you have, like your groomsmen or your bridesmaids. Um, you know, you could just simply write them a thank you card. They're there to support you. You know, um, it's not necessary for them to have a gift. Um, with that being said, you also do not need gifts for your wedding guests. If they're mm-hmm. having a ceremony, um, you're, you're giving them, I mean, if you're having a reception, you're giving them free food. That's a lot. Um, it's also like if you have like 200 guests or more, like don't like, I'm sorry for all the guests out there, but you're not getting a gift like that. That's just, <laughs> just think about it. They're just keep to it in support mind. your wedding. Yeah, really. And, if, and yeah. if they want gifts from your wedding, I, I don't think they're there for the right reason. Also, just think about how many weddings you've been to and let me know in the comments or DM us if you actually remember any gifts that you have received. Because I don't. I've been to like four or five weddings. I don't remember the gifts. Yep. To me, the food was a gift. I got free <laughs> yes. food by going and Great that was food, good, enough for, my, good um, enough for me. Yeah. The other thing you don't need, and we're going to, and like I said, he's going to go into a little bit more detail on how you can save money on decor, but you don't need fancy food or fancy plates and knives and all that stuff. And so, yeah, that's all I got to say on that. Yeah. Um, one more thing I wanted to say, um, just as a suggestion, Um, if you can afford in your budget, a wedding planner, I suggest it. Um, because one thing I will say is that the season of planning for the wedding was a stressful time, especially for Alicia. Yes. I, um, previously before COVID and the, before changing church, I was an event planner. I have planned hundreds of events from, having 10 people to a thousand people. So I, I know my way around events from top to bottom. And I was like, I am going to plan my wedding because nobody else can do it as good as I want it. Yeah. And uh, that really stressed me out. Um, just, there was just so much. And then I just felt so alone and I'm like, well, I really put this on myself. And so um, if you can afford a wedding planner or at least a friend who is event planning savvy that can help you, um, do that. Yeah. Um, I think you were obviously just really hard on yourself overall just yeah, because, I mean, you I were, wanted it to be perfect. You wanted it to be perfect. I was like, I was like how my wedding has to be the best event that I've ever planned. And, and I've had, and I, not to toot my own horn, but I have planned some good <laughs> events. <laughs> so yeah. I did put a lot of stress on myself. I think though, too, it's also understanding that the events that you've planned in the past had big, bigger budgets. 
too for yeah, one lots bigger yeah, um for sure so but i think that we did really good for what we had but we're going to talk about a little bit we're yeah. going to talk about saving some money um i think um this may be a little bit controversial but you don't have to have a reception at all if you don't want to yeah. um and this could make your wedding virtually free we almost considered this we almost considered it, but, but I couldn't. We had already planned the day. We and did. We had so much family that we still wanted to involve. Yeah, and it's nice to be able to say that we had a wedding on the 29th of yeah, February. Yeah, for sure. Um, which, like, so we essentially just quick, and then I'm going to come back. <laughs> but we, our plan is to essentially celebrate every year um, within. So if you don't know, February 29th is leap year. Yes. I just. In case it you didn't only know happens that. four years every four years. Yeah, so those in between years, those three years in between, um, or well, yeah. two years in between, three, three years, three. Yeah, those so so those three years this happens on the fourth year. Yeah, yeah. So those three years in between, we are celebrating on January nineteenth, which is when our ceremony was, and then on the fourth year, our goal is to either have a bigger trip or do something where it's more. Uh, we put more effort into the anniversary for that February 29th. Yeah. Just because it is initially what we wanted um, yeah. when we, but we were impatient. Um, <laughs> That's the honest truth. Yeah. Was, I especially was very impatient. Yeah. And it was a pretty emotional time um, for both of us, but especially for you and, and with all the planning, I think that if anything, doing that and doing it at the level we did actually helped you on the planning side because yeah. you were so stressed about everything that we were yeah. planning that we just said, you know what, we're just going to do it at our house. It's going to be cheap. It's going to be, yeah. you know, low key, like mm -hmm. as, as we can. Um, and you have no control over that. So suck yep. it up. That's kind there of how go. it went. So, um, but yeah, you don't need to have one. Um, I wanted one. Um, and that's really why we had one. And I don't regret having one at all. No, it was a great experience. Um, I got to reread vows, um, which if you're curious about that, we'll talk about it maybe another time. But, um, but anyways, you don't need to have one if you don't want one. So don't feel bad that you don't have one. And if anybody else in your family, the more I, the more, the longer we were married, the more I realize that I don't really sorry family who's listening to this i don't really care what you think about what i do um because at the end of the day it's my life and my marriage so i wish i would have been more again i don't regret having it but i think a lot of my stress levels came from caring so much about what my family thought yeah and then not realizing that they just wanted to be around yeah and even the and then the people who did judge you know what we might have had oh i didn't show up either didn't show up or i honestly just realized i don't care um, yeah. it's like if you, and that's the thing is like, if you don't like it and if people don't like it, they're not going to come. Yeah. And just remember, like, like I said earlier, like having a wedding and having those people come, they are there to support you in your marriage and to hold you accountable to your vows and to really help you along as you go. That's what your family is there for. And so just keep yeah. that in mind. It is nice to get gifts from family. Oh, um, for sure. But if you're but inviting them just for their gifts, you might you want probably, to check your own heart. <laughs> yeah, check your own heart. And they probably are not going to come if they're only, if, if they're you're, like, I've never talked to you in the past 10 years. Why do you want my money? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, um, so point being, if you want a reception, have, if you don't, don't have it and don't feel bad about your decision. Um, and another thing is, I mean, you could choose to just go out to dinner with your guests. Um, especially, if you don't, especially if you don't have a large party. Yeah. If you don't have a super large party and you just want to hang out with um, family and friends, I mean, just keep it small if you want to. Uh, there's no, um, there's nothing biblically has anything against that. So we should make that clear. For sure. For sure. Um, so if you're worried about like, oh, like I'm a Christian, I should have a big wedding. No, that's a, there's nothing. Nothing in scripture that, that, that we know of and that we can find that specific. If you find it, let us know. But I don't think that's the truth. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, have family cook or, oh, here's another thing. I mean, just having family cook or find inexpensive caterers, um, maybe even a food truck. Um, yeah. Some food trucks will actually allow you to... Um, not really have to pay anything if you have a certain number of guests because their 
payment of the amount of food that they will buy covers it. So just mm. do your research. I, I have had so like a low enough number of people, like a high enough number. Oh, a high enough. Yeah. So if like they say like a hundred people at five dollars a pop, that's enough money to cover their costs. So you wouldn't have to necessarily pay extra. So oh, you'd just, still pay the price though of that five dollars person, or I guess they if, would. If you want to pay it for your guest, yes, or the guest could pay for it. Yeah. It just depends how you want to do that. And yeah, and that's kind of another thing too, is just if you want your, another way to save money is like, yeah, it's not easy to make this decision, but if you want to have something like a food truck and you want people to just kind of pay if they want to eat, yeah, I mean, people like coming to weddings and having free food, but if you let people know ahead of time, hey, honestly, we just, we don't want to spend that much money. And and if they, again, if people are going to be butthurt about it, then they're not the people you want there. Right. At the end of the day, you want people that are, are there for you and not about the food and not about, um, yeah, you know, the get up about it. So, um, so, um, something here is do not open, uh, do not do an open bar. If you want to offer alcohol, maybe offer one or two signature drinks, or if you're having it at home, have a family member help purchase alcohol or bring your own beer. Um, <laughs> We, or bring your own bottle. I don't know. I, I guess whatever you toast, want it, whatever. whatever you want it to be. Um, we opted for only the champagne for a toast, and a family member uh, actually brought it for us, um, which is great for the. Um, bring it for yeah. He brought it for both, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, it was great, but the point is, is that open bars are very expensive. Thousands of dollars because you're paying for the alcohol and you're paying for the bartender. Because you have to have an actual. Because if you do an open bar, don't you have to have like an actual certified, or is it just it based on, on the venue that you're at? Yeah, some but, venues will require a yeah. licensed person, so you're paying for the person, you're paying yeah. for all of that so, alcohol so, from so that person too. Yeah. I think I don't think you can buy your own. I don't know how that works, but I think it's like an upcharge for them to like. I don't know. Yeah, it just depends on the venue and the vendor at that. Point. Especially, I mean, you know your family, so you would yeah. know. I mean. If you're even thinking about doing an open bar, you probably have family members who are going to drink your wallets dry. So just yeah. keep that in mind. Offer some drinks, you know, maybe if get you a, want to. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not necessary. How, it's really not necessary at all. Yeah. Alcohol is not necessary. If you want it, do it. I think champagne is fun because it's just, it get, but you can also do sparkling, sparkling juice, grape juice. Yeah. Um, it's so good. Super cheap. So it's good. Um, and then you don't have to worry about when it comes to kids. Um, For sure. So, uh, another thing is to, um, make, which make or buy decor from Amazon. Um, I would say if you have the time, make it, it's so much cheaper that way. And you can make some super nice stuff and you can also find a lot of stuff on YouTube about Mm -hmm. how to do things. Um, you don't need to stress it. One One of my bridesmaids made our backdrop and it was beautiful. That's true. Um, actually my maid of honor. So yeah, your maid of honor did that. Um, and it was great. Um, Uh, your maid of honor and one of my, did Zach help? I think, yeah, Zach did help, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So great. Shout out to Victoria and Zach. They're awesome. They helped a lot on that. But um, so make things if you can make it. But if you don't want to make things, so like some things we didn't want to make. We didn't want to make tablecloths, obviously. Yeah, really, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you can, but that's could. crazy. If you have that kind of skill, that's, I mean, that's a lot of work. But um, I think on Amazon, we spent like 600 bucks mm-hmm. and that, Included tablecloths, that included napkins, napkins, plates. lights, light, the, or the candles, candle lights, the tea light candles, which are really awesome. Um, and then plates, plates forks, forks, all yeah. Um, and I think that was it. oh, and like the eucalyptus leaves for the table. Yeah, just some extra stuff for the table. But then we did actually get. Um, did we rent the like the wood? Oh no, I I had um, a lady that from our old church. Okay, I didn't know if we those. rented them or she just like let us. She let us borrow them. Oh, yeah. Because so she used to help me a lot with events. And so I knew she had that stuff and she let yeah, us use so it. So use your connections. Um, you know, ask your church too. If they might ha- If you go to a church that has events and stuff, they might have some stuff that they're willing to let you borrow. Especially if you're doing the wedding there. Yeah, yeah. They would probably more willingly do it anyways because it's like, it, I mean, it's not leaving the premises. Yeah. Um, especially if you are involved there. But um, next thing is to find inexpensive rings. Um, like she had talked about, um, we bought, we actually bought both. So not both. We bought my, 
wedding band from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, mine was from Amazon too. Or not, sorry, not Amazon. Mine was Etsy. Okay. Etsy. Uh, mine was on Etsy. It was actually a whiskey barrel mm-hmm. wood ring. Really cool. It broke when we were moving after we got back from Mobile and we we're moving into the house right now. Um, and so I bought another one for around $40 as well. Same price. It's like a copper ring. <laughs> but then <laughs> then I lost weight. And so now it doesn't actually fit properly. <laughs> so it's like a So yeah, because right, yeah, and right now it's it, only $40, not like $4,000. So. That's true. I might just buy another one, honestly. But I could just get this one resized too. Um, but it hangs on my necklace right now. Yep. But, and my wedding band was like 50 bucks on Amazon or less. I feel like it was less than that for like sure. Twenty to fifty dollars like on, on Amazon. Um, now her engagement ring. She obviously had her engagement ring, too. And that's the thing about women is you have the engagement ring as well. Um, and I think if you're gonna save money, like save money on the wedding band. It doesn't need to be that expensive. I also asked Austin for an opal, which is significantly cheaper than a diamond. I just felt like everybody has diamonds. And I wanted something unique. And so if you love diamonds, that's you. Yeah, just, but if you love another gemstone, like ask for that too. It's going to be way cheaper. Yeah. And men, if um, you're dating someone who says, I kind of really just want an oboe ring, that might be it. <laughs> you're going to save a lot of money. <laughs> you'll be like, this girl is not trying to eat my pockets. Yeah. And I also want to go back to the buying decor from Amazon thing really, really quick because this is what really saved us money. We returned everything think we that. didn't want. That's true. Besides, I did decide I think we, to keep yeah. a couple of the tablecloths because we use them. We have lots Are of we events not at our to house. Return certain things. Um. Well, like we can't return the plates because we actually bought plastic plates, but they were um very nice looking and like very hard plastic, and like plastic forks and knives. So we couldn't really return that. But we're still using forks and knives from our wedding. Well, mostly the knives, but um. And you know we have a lot of events, so I did keep some of the napkins and some of the tablecloths because we use them, but we returned most of them and we probably got about three or 400 bucks back in our pockets for that. Um, all I did is I washed all the wash, I mean, all of the um, tablecloths and napkins and I packaged them back up and returned them. And if you did not know, you can return Amazon items at Kohl's and Whole Foods. Yeah. Um, especially Whole Foods coming. Whole Foods is literally Amazon now, but, um, but yeah, you can just go to go to your local Kohl's if you want and just return them there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's actually a couple other places that do it too. That's the only two I know about. So, um, but yeah, so there's another money saver. Um, another thing is to plan your own wedding. I know I suggested initially to um, hire a wedding planner, um, but you can if you if your goal is to save money ultimately, mm-hmm. then having a um, then planning it yourself is that. I don't be scared to spend the money on something like that if you have it. Just, yeah. But if you got to cut something, it's something to cut. And I think if you don't have a lot of money for wedding planning, at least hiring a day of planner. Yeah. And if you want more information on what the difference is, just uh, DM me or text us. We'll leave the number in a little bit. But um, And I will answer those questions better for you. But a day of planner is different than an entire wedding planner. And so that could way be cheaper helpful. Too. Yeah. Way if it's cheaper. just the day of, yeah, it's way cheaper. Yeah, um, some venues offer that in their packages. Yeah. And the next thing is to create a Spotify playlist for different parts of the day um, and have a tech savvy family member in charge of them, um, which is what we did for the ceremony. Yep. But mostly just for like, cause we just had a song for walking down the aisle um, no, two different ones. One for me and the groomsmen walking down the aisle. Super oh, fun. Man. We should play it for them. <laughs> we could. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll leave a we'll link, link to it. it. <laughs> yeah, we'll link to it on Spotify. Um, really good. But, um, but uh, play a song. You know, a couple of different songs. Have someone. We actually had a good friend of mine, Ashley, um, take care of that for us on the day of the ceremony. James, her husband. Did she? No, but she did it on. Oh, on the ceremony day. Ceremony. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but then right. actually, her fun fact is that her husband James actually has DJed before, yes. and he actually DJed the wedding day, which we which had was last minute for him. And <laughs> shout out to him, willing to do it. He was awesome. And I feel like yeah, that I can't imagine, but he did it great. Um, James Brown, great guy, did a great job, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you know someone who's done a D, been a DJ, wants to DJ, um, just make a Spotify playlist. We actually had uh, one of our friends, Zach, who did a lot on 
um, the cocktail hour mm-hmm. uh, I like that playlist too. It's pretty. Yeah, it's, it's nice. Awesome. It's chill. And if you want to use it. Sometimes I just like to listen to it in my car. Yeah, so. if you want to use it, just use it. It's chill. It's fun. Um, honestly, I mean, we still have the wedding playlist too, right? Do we make a playlist? No, we, we just sent him the songs, We made a right? playlist, but James did something else, which was better. So we, okay, don't, we so don't have that playlist. Never mind. Um, but if you don't want to pay for somebody, just do a playlist. Um, if you know a band, ask if they can play for your wedding. Maybe even your church's worship worship team could. Um, again, I think no matter who, if you hire anybody, period, I think you should pay them something. So be prepared for that. Yeah. Even if they are offering it as a gift, we're Christians and we and we are, you know, we want to accept gifts, but we want to be, you know, mindful of people's time and um, of the resources they're using, especially someone like a band, like you're asking for, a, I mean, that's a lot of practicing and things like that, especially for a full band. Yeah. Um, so just keep that in mind and, and just be generous to people and, and leave mm-hmm. room in your budget for generosity. Yeah. Um, but, but at know. the end of the day, because if you really just can't afford it and someone's willing to give it to you for free, yeah, accept that, um, do your best to show your appreciation as well as you can. Don't be a bridezilla to them. Don't, yeah. don't be rude and don't be mean, especially if they mess up or something. You know, just thank them for whatever they gave you because it was a gift that they decided do to not, give Do not, yeah, you. just whatever you do. Even honestly, unless they absolutely out of their went out of their way to destroy your wedding day, I would not complain about a single thing. Yeah, because especially if it's for free. If they're giving it for free. Um, if you're paying like full out for a band, like you can be more picky about what you're getting. Yeah. A little bit, uh, depending on, you know, what you're, you know, if you're actually yeah, hiring a band. Be nice. And, be nice, and, but just and gen- if you're paying for something, yeah. like you are willing, you are able to give your opinions. Yeah, for sure. I just say if you're giving, getting something as a gift, just honestly don't say anything about it. Just thank them and be joyful about it because at the end of the day, they did something for you for free. Yeah. Um, and accept that and be joyful of it, even if it wasn't that great. Um, Another thing is to um, insist your family to help for setup and teardown. Um, that's even, you know, it's money saving a little bit, but it's also more that it's just stress saving. Like you just did this whole wedding and you don't want to have to worry about it too much. Yeah. And if you have family that are willing to help and you're not mm-hmm. having to hire out people because, you know, if you're following this method, you didn't rent a bunch of gear from people. Yeah. And so you're doing it yourself. It's all your stuff. So insist that your family helps you, um, especially close family. I mm-hmm. think they would if you asked them. So just ask. Yeah, they didn't even let me touch things after the ceremony, after exactly. the reception. So yeah, and our friends were super great about that as well, like our, our wedding party. So yeah, um, yeah, uh, that's a big thing for your wedding party to help you with too. Just if no one else in your family helps you, like your wedding party, you know, you should ask them. You know, the day before your wedding, hey, could you please be there to set up and tear down so that you as husband and wife, future husband and wife, don't have to worry about that, you know? Yeah, and then the next thing is rent tables and chairs on Facebook Marketplace. Um, if your venue doesn't have them, Facebook Marketplace is a lifesaver. Super cheap. Um, super cheap. You can get chairs and tables super cheap. Um, if you already have, like, folding tables yeah, or, or know people, yeah. use them because if you're getting tablecloths from Amazon, you're not going to see the table. Literally nobody cares. Yep. So just don't, in in chairs too, like honestly, I've been to a lot of weddings and there's not a single wedding that I could tell you what the chair was like. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Even if it was uncomfortable, I can't really tell you what it was like because honestly, I don't care. Like I remember the weddings. Yeah. I don't remember the chairs. Yeah. I also don't remember the tables. Maybe I'm a dude and that's why. Or no, I think if you definitely really, am a dude, but maybe that's why. If you're, <laughs> I'm glad you clarified. But if you're there for the couple, you're not focusing on all the little details. So um, exactly, and, and that's what I you have to remember. And just in case anybody was confused, when we're talking about tablecloths, we did buy cloth ones, not just plastic ones. They were still like only eleven or twelve dollars a piece. Yeah, I would have remembered. So, I probably would have remembered at weddings <laughs> if they were like plastic, like the cheap like yeah. dollar store stuff. Don't yeah. do that. Like, yeah, unless, and, and and you can't really return those because they're going to get ripped up. So. You might as well look. Look, if you're going to go plastic, you know, you maybe don't agree with me, but like if you're going to go plastic tablecloths, then don't go tablecloths at all. If you have folding tables, yes, I disagree. I would Especially say because lots of tables are. 
stained, especially if you're renting from Facebook. Like even the ones we've rented for Thanksgiving and stuff, I always, always, always put at least a dollar tablecloth. Yeah, on top maybe. Of it. I don't know. That's okay. We can disagree a little bit on that. But um, the women will agree with me. If um, another thing <laughs> is, if not having at your home or at someone's home, uh, choose a venue without limits on who the vendors are. Um, a lot of venues for weddings require you to use their vendor suggestions or their vendors period that they work with. Yeah. Because they're usually upcharged a lot because they probably pay the venues. Yes. Something, which is why they make you use them. Uh, so to keep that in mind, cause one of the venues we were looking at and really all the venues we were looking at that required the food to be done. It was from, like $33 a per, per person. Yeah. Just to think about that. That's the cheap. end. we had, Less than a hundred. We oh, had less than a hundred people show up. We were planning for two hundred guests, and we had a, a little less. Than really, two hundred to begin with. Yeah, it was, that was about like one hundred fifty. It was closer to two hundred at the very beginning, and then we we definitely shaved off people. And it was ninety. Sorry. I think it was literally ninety nine people when we at that the end of the showed night. up. Yeah. yeah, but it was just like thirty three dollars a person. That's like four thousand dollars right there, just for a hundred people, almost. You know what I mean? I can't even imagine. That's so crazy. we spent our whole less wedding than that. was less than that. So literally two days, two separate days, yeah. all together, literally less money than that. So sorry. Jeez, making all this noise out here. I just had to move. I'm so sorry. Okay, this is a raw episode, so we're just kind of going with it. Um, but uh, another thing is a GoFundMe. Um, if you can get a GoFundMe if you're confident in that and you can just trust that people maybe want to give and help out, especially people who maybe want to be apart but live yeah. too far away to travel. Maybe they can send you some money to just help you get it going. And my thing about asking for money is the worst answer is no. And then you're left with where you are. You be know what kind I mean? about it. Like just yeah, be loving. Yeah, of course. And because look, if you approach people, don't guilt trip people into yeah, giving you no money. Way. But be kind and loving and say, hey, you know, this is you know, I'm asking you this, but don't feel pressure. Like you don't have to give me anything. Just if you're willing, we would really appreciate it. And you'd be surprised how many people are willing to give, especially people from your Mm -hmm. church, things like that. Um, But just have the right heart in it. You're not looking to rob people of their money. Definitely. Um, But, and if they're donating to you, they should probably should be invited to your wedding. Just saying. Yeah, especially if, if you possible. can, if you know who they are, unless yeah. it's anonymous. Obviously, yeah. you don't know who anonymous people are. But, um, you know, I'm gonna just kind of rack out the next couple ones just so we can kind of get through this because this is getting longer than it should have been. <laughs> just a but, little bit. Uh, ask your family for help, and then um, ask for money uh, for your. Um, I assume maybe from. For your wedding or bridal shower. so like Oh, if, for the shower, yeah. Yeah, so if you're doing a combined shower, like it's not just for the bride, you know, it's going to be the husband and, and wife, or the bride and groom for your wedding shower, you know, instead of asking for gifts. We did an actual bridal shower though, Yeah, right? I, I'm sorry for that smack in the mic. Jeez. I, I had a bridal shower. We didn't do it together, so. Because I wanted lingerie. Yeah, in men, <laughs> it's worth it, so just let it happen. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, that kind of breaks down at, le- at least how you can save a little bit of money when you're doing um, your wedding. Yeah, and just don't f- remember, oh, sorry. Just don't forget that the amount of people you invite totally affects your budget. So just thinking about that, that you know, cost per person for the food. Like we were super lucky, which uh, I think Austin did bring it up a little bit, but we had a family friend cater our wedding and it was only 10 bucks per person. But that just takes it from, a th- like if we had, we only had a hundred guests, so that's a thousand dollars. If we had 200 guests, that's $2,000 still at the cheapest possible that you could ever find. And so just remember how many people you invite totally affects your budget. Don't feel bad for having a small wedding. Um, again, you know, we kept ours as small as possible. Um, so which is still a lot of people, but you can definitely make it way smaller. Um, Man, if I'm not going to make any promises here, but if I can get a Facebook page or something for um, Ashley's parents, uh, like catering barbecue, great barbecue. And if you're in the central Florida area, I know, 
I don't know how things have gone because of COVID, but I'm I'm gonna if I can find it, I will make sure we put it in there. Yeah, for you to reach out to them if you want. They're great people. Probably won't cost you only ten dollars because no, the I mean <laughs> they were I mean they're, look they're really they were close family friends. Very for a long time, yeah, so. I mean I've been friends with Ashley for a lot of my life, and so that and I know them super well, and they did it for me, and I and, yeah. It's and usually, it's not, it's not super expensive compared to some of the other things, no, but no. it is a little bit more expensive than that. So. Yeah. I mean, it may be like, I'm not even going to give you my numbers cause I don't know, but it's going to be cheaper than any of those vendors. Um, for sure. will offer you for the most part, uh, at, at bundings, but I'm just going to put, if I can find information about them, I, whatever I can find, I will put in this, we will put in the show notes because they're great people. Mm-hmm. Um, super easy to work with, super loving, um, and just love to serve people. So, um, We'll, we'll put that in the notes. So, yeah. Um, and so just, you know, our series on marriage is ending. Um, one, we don't want you to think that our whole podcast is about marriage. We probably will talk about it often because, you know, that's what we were walking through. But overall, we want to talk about our entire, the whole entire family and how our faith affects that. And we're going to go into a lot more things, but we just wanted to wrap up what we talked about in the past few weeks. And so, the just remember these things okay so first and foremost marriage is the covenantal which means unbreakable promise the covenantal union between one man and one woman for life it also serves as a representation of the relationship between christ and the church it's the way that god has has used us to fill the earth with godly offspring and men and women have different roles of equal importance in marriage. The man should love his wife as Christ loves the church, and the woman should submit to her husband and respect him. If you have the calling to lead a life of celibacy, it would be better for you to remain single so that you would have the undivided devotion to the Lord. And if you choose to get married, make sure you are spending your money wisely and not feeling pressured by the world to have an extravagant wedding putting you into debt. Stay out of debt. We really hope that you enjoyed this series and that you learned a lot from this. If you have more questions about marriage, leave us a voicemail, a text, email us, or DM us. You know, if you want to support us, consider buying us a coffee. There will be a link in the show notes. We want to also remind you that we can only speak on these things because of the grace of God through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ on the cross for our sins. We are not perfect in ourselves, but are made new creations through him. And this is how we are able to live out his calling on our lives. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no man, uh, no one may boast. We are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Thank you so much for listening. For more information about this episode, check out our show notes or our website, wearethedaros.com. And if you like what you heard, click subscribe and follow our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at wearethedaros for updates and encouragement. If you have any questions you want us to answer or topics you want us to talk about, please leave us a voicemail or a text message at 407 476 3434. That's 407 476 3434. Thanks again for listening to the Darrow's podcast. Catch you in the next episode where we'll discuss how Christians should respond to unbelievers. See ya.